Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman, and we have the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug, with us. Back to a show where it's just you and I talking. And Doug, you uh, just got back from the Magic Kingdom. Seems like you are going there quite a bit, so we're going to talk more about your trip. But there's also some Disney news that is coming out. Would you like to uh, start us off with some of the things that's happening right now? Sure, there's always some Disney news, right, Derek? It's a never-ending cycle of news. And yes, I have a fresh tan already from my spring break trip, so we'll get to that later. But um, let's see some of the big news. The discounts for the summer came out. Um, So if you're looking at going down this summer to check out Pandora, Disney finally released some summer discounted rates. So now is the time, if you don't already have a room booked, is to go ahead and book that room before all the discounted rates disappear. Uh, if you already had one booked, you can rebook to get the discounted rate. And if you have a, a travel agent, hopefully they've already done that for you. I know uh, my wife was busy the other morning um, saving people money. So that's that's what the discount days are like. They're hectic here. Well, and I've and I've seen you can get up to twenty five percent off. That's a pretty good yeah, chunk I think of money. The, I think the deluxes, and then as you go down, moderate value, the discount comes down, and then there's a mysterious summer package type one where you're not really sure what the percentage off is until you like quote it all out. So pretty good discounts. Um, I know um, she saved quite a few people some money, so it must be a decent um, discount with rooms that are wanting to be booked well and so, we are yeah. we are booking our room for our trip in We're june one of them yeah we'll be, we, uh, we'll be talking more so about after the show of course but yep yeah. uh we'll be saving saving there there we go yeah and so checking out pandora hold for us yeah so that's the the thing that just came out um other big announcement was stuff about pandora a little bit about the counter service restaurant that they're gonna do like on app ordering so you walk in and poof your food's ready for you type of thing we'll see how that goes we'll test it out for you um so you don't have to when we're down there and then um they also finally announced how the fast passes are going to work for pandora because there's two major attractions uh one is the river ride and the other is the flight ride and not shocking they tiered the fast passes does that surprise you at all derek no not at all Uh, especially i mean they want to keep some people going to the other side of the park. So, of course, tier it, which means you're going to see a lot more people at rope drop on that far left side, kind of uh, booking it mm-hmm. like we always do. Yeah, so basically the plan will be you try to book one of the two for your fast pass, and then you rope drop the other one. That's going to be the basic thing. Um, 
you know, right now, just if I had to guess, I would imagine the river ride is going to have the higher capacity per hour, just based off seeing the uh, kind of the preview pictures and videos. So it'd be more ideal to get the fast pass for the uh, flight one, uh, flight of passage. Is that is that the right name for it, Derek? It's escaping me. I yeah, haven't I, been on it yet. So I know I, I, I wrote it. So let you know once we do it. Um, but that would be my guess. If we can get the fast pass for the the flight one, the more Soren type simulator ride thing, um, because that's going to be lower capacity per hour compared to the river journey where it should be a real high capacity, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean is, or Small World, where it can crank people through, except without small animated dolls. I'm guessing there's going to be tall blue animated dolls, animatronics in there. So yeah, I don't, I don't even know at this point what to expect. I know we're going to be riding it in June. We'll be riding both of them. You know, we'll fast pass it. Oh, and they're going to be doing, like, the extra magic nighttime hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be open until, what, 1 a.m.? 1 a.m. So we'll, we'll see Every if we can make that. night in basically the summer. That's that's bananas. Um, well, so it's, it's going to free up a yeah. lot of uh, some of the large crowds that they've been dealing with at the mm-hmm. other three parks for their nighttime spectaculars, too. You'll yep. see a lot more people heading back to Animal. Yeah, so it will be interesting to see how the crowd flows um, in and out of Animal Kingdom. Um, looking forward to seeing Pandora at night. I think their um, the lighting, or in the cruise world terminology, the glow is going to be pretty neat. And that's kind of what it reminds me of, is some of the cruise ship lighting, the way they light up the the rocks and stuff when they've tested it so far in the pictures we've seen. It, they, they shine light so that it has that glow. Um, so the nighttime will be pretty neat. So it'll be one of those things. It's going to be summer, so getting there at midnight is kind of nice because it's cooled off. It's where you go take your afternoon nap at 2 to 3 o'clock, cool off, refresh, that way you can rope drop and stay up till 1 a.m. See, I told you, naps See, are good we're not, there. We're not going to nap. We'll be recording um, a few live nap, podcasts while we're down there. Or yep. So there's new, the other big news is the uh, Mission Space um, refurbishment starts June 5th, runs through months. the end of July. Yeah, that's a so that's a big refer- do you think they're going to be do you and think they're going to be changing it or I mean it, the rumor there's speculation I don't know that it's solid but there's speculation that they'll be adding a new mission um, for me that means absolutely nothing because I've never written it and I probably never will uh, my kids on this trip kept joking about when they'd read the warning signs how I'm like half the warning sign now like Samantha's like dad just don't get pregnant because that would put you over the half half warning signs so i they love me i think it's at least what i'm told but yeah so mission space probably a new mission um you know it it could just be paint and you know Mm -hmm. maintenance but it seems like a really odd time to do maintenance work you know why would it be down all summer well especially epcot after going to Epcot yeah. in a few months ago, they they do need a lot of help over there, a little bit some more attractions. So to close mm-hmm. one of your bigger attractions for two months in the summer, w- where are the crowds going to go? I mean, test track's going to be constantly hour to yeah, hour wait. Test track and Soren and Frozen Ever After always have waits. So when you're there on a slightly busy day, Mission Space is nice because you can either get a fast pass for it or you know it. Like the other day when we were there, it was just like a five-minute wait. And 
you know, Test Track had a 90, and Mission Space was at a 5. So, yeah, it's not demanding the crowds, but it is something that everybody, if you want to get an attraction in, you can go do it. You don't have to wait forever. Um, yeah, so we'll see how the crowds ebb and flow with that being closed. So I think that's the news. Well, you were just there. It was spring break. Speaking of crowds, how busy was it? Well, spring break is one of the busier times of year. Christmas, New Year's takes the cake on busy. Um, then you got Thanksgiving, but Easter is slightly busier than Thanksgiving. Um, this year, th- spring break didn't line up with Easter. So spring break crowds were down just a hair compared to when Easter is in March. Um, the week before we were there was crazy. Um, our week, not too bad. Our crowds... Um, Michelle got down there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I showed up Wednesday night. Really, the crowds picked up Friday as the day went on, which is kind of what you expect uh, with lots of people. A lot of places didn't have school that Friday. We were hearing locals talk about. Uh, and then Saturday was kind of crazy, especially at Epcot with the festival going on. Um, whenever there's a festival, the weekends and Friday night at Epcot are just kind of bananas. Um, the locals come out, you know, they'll have a drink, try one or two things from the food stands and then get out. But it just makes all the walkways crazy. You know, they're willing to stand for 90 minutes to ride test track because they, well, they've done it all. So why not stand there while you, you, after you had your snack or before you go get it. So, uh, Friday night, Saturday, Epcot were a little crazy, but, uh, you know, we, we managed the crowds pretty well. We went to a couple extra magic hours, one on purpose, one because Disney changed it on us. Um, we weren't planning on doing extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom because um, it draws the average guest. The average guest staying on property sees extra magic hours, and they go like, oh, that's where Disney wants me to go today. So they show up. They miss extra magic hours, but they still show up. And that, that day, um, Magic Kingdom got crazy fairly quickly i believe that was friday and that was not originally an extra magic hours when we made our fast passes if it had been we wouldn't have gone there we would have avoided it but we were there till about noon and then we hopped away so this one good thing about the hopper when the crowds do pick up at one park you can get out of there and go somewhere else so uh crowds were manageable um nothing like our thanksgiving trip so much smaller than that so if you're debating between the two Spring break is less than Thanksgiving for what that means. All right, well, you hit up on something uh, I've always wanted to do, and that's, of course, Flower and Garden at Epcot. Uh, and we talked about it on a show a few weeks ago. But now that you were there, uh, how was it in 2017 compared to some times you've been in the past? Well, it, it was kind of what I expected. Um, a lot of topiaries. They add a couple every year. Um, they keep all the old ones still. So it's not like they take away a topiary to add one. Maybe they get rid of retire one every now and then. Um, I saw you with Grumpy. Added, yeah, I always like a picture of Grumpy. He's my favorite dwarf. Um, my kids think it should be Doc, but it's Grumpy. Actually, they thought it was Grumpy most days to the, during the trip. But um, they added a figment topiary i thought that was awesome i liked figments topiary right there behind spaceship earth got a really nice place in future world so that was cool um so yeah the the topiaries are cool you got the cars they added the new character um in cars whose name i can't remember from cars 3 
but he was added along with Lightning McQueen, which I'm pretty sure the new car was just Sally with a slightly different shape, but, you know, Sally used to be there, and Mater used to be present too. So it was Lightning McQueen in the new car, um, but lots of topiaries. We took a ton of pictures. I will put more pictures of topiaries on our social media uh, throughout this week as you listen to this wonderful show. But uh, a lot of food booths. Um, I had one thing from a food booth, and that was a Dole Whip. So wasn't really venturing you, you out. You didn't even try show. anything new? No. I Actually, it was called Pineapple Soft Serve. Oh, my goodness. I think the actual trademark Dole Whip can only be at uh, at the Magic Kingdom at certain places with Dole's contracts. So, yeah, I had pineapple. And, you know, it's not actually soft serve. It's not ice cream because it, it, it does not have any dairy products in it. So it was actually poorly represented. But there is a ton of food. Um, I didn't get a chance to eat any of it because we had other dining reservations, other things going on. But um, Plus, when you get food at those kiosks like those booths you you don't have anywhere to sit necessarily and i got three kids looking at me so that's something that it's tough to do with kids i think i I know people do it but i just i just don't know we didn't pull the trigger on anything real exciting we did walk through the butterfly thing um it's butterflies yeah it's exciting if you've been through the butterfly thing at the uh at our local zoo, it's almost almost any zoo now has a butterfly pavilion. Yeah, and like a permanent butterfly pavilion is going to be better than one in a tent. So, yeah, you know, food. I called it um, flower and wine most of the time because uh, it was more food booths than anything else. And we didn't. That, that's uh, what Epcot's starting to become. It's almost nine months out of the year that they have. Yeah. Uh, some Oops. sort of food, wine, flower garden. It all blends together. They just uh-huh. they just retailer the booths. It seems like. Yep. And uh, you know, during food and wine, the concerts are every night. And so, if you're there for a week, you're gonna have the option of like maybe two to three different artists performing. And uh, when we we're there, they only do them on the weekends for Flower and Garden. And it was Night Ranger, so we did not go out of our way to watch Night Ranger. Sorry, 80s fans. I, was, I, I didn't Listen. even know. I n- never even heard of them, so now I'm going to have Night to look Ranger, that up oh, afterwards. People are yelling at you right now, Derek. I, they're, they're letting you have it because they're listening. Don't know who Night Ranger is. Yeah, well, I didn't go watch them. The next band, though, we just missed Plain White Tees. That would have been cool. We would have we would See, a band I actually know. Plain White Tees. So it's a mix, really, is. We went through that whole list the other week, and, yeah, it was like hit and miss, and we missed it was a miss for us. So well, you missed was... Billy Joel. My wife got the, he came. Yeah. Billy Joel he was, was here, here we while there. we were there. Yeah. He's not playing at Epcot, though. No. no. He's not Epcot level. So, yep, that was Flower and Garden. All right. Well, uh, you stayed at the Beach Club. Uh, yes. So that that looked pretty amazing. So tell us about that. Um, uh, the whole, I know we'll do a full review later. So uh, just hit us up on some of the highlights, dining, so, pools, anything you got to check out. Of- Beach Club. Highlights of Beach Club. There's a lot of highlights of Beach Club. We love Beach Club. It's probably our first or second favorite resort, depending on our plans for that trip. If we're doing a lot of Magic Kingdom, we love the Contemporary Bay Lake Tower. If we're doing a lot of Hollywood Studios, we like the Beach Club because you can walk to the studios or take a boat, and you can also walk right into the International Gateway of Epcot, 
which the rope drop at International Gateway kind of got us behind the uh, regular rope drop, which really stunk. Um, where you rope drop Epcot International Gateway is not all it's made out to be. But hey, you get to walk there in five minutes and there's not a crazy crowd. Um, so location, 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 it's spectacular. We booked a standard room, which is, you know, the lowest level. And when Michelle got there late Monday night, it was like 10 o'clock at night, um, we got a little bit of magic. We got upgraded. Um, and not upgraded to like a pool view because I feel like that's why every time do I talk to you do I feel like you somehow magically get upgraded you know we didn't get upgraded to the contemporary Derek we didn't get upgraded to the Grand Floridian we we did get upgraded at Saratoga Springs so we are the people that uh, we get upgraded to like the crummiest room of the higher level so we got upgraded to club level which Club level is a whole different experience. Do I fit in on club level? No, because I don't have pleated khaki pants with a tucked-in polo and a cell phone holster. Sorry if I just described you, but you belong in club level. That was every guy in there. Alden pointed that out to me. Like, Dad, how come you don't wear your cell phone on your belt? Like, well, first of all, son, I'm not wearing a belt. So it was that. It's a different group. Um, we don't really fit in. But we took advantage of it because it's like unlimited soda and beer and wine. Do, and... do you at least introduce yourself as I'm Dr. Doug? Um, every now and then when they're looking at me really funny, I like to mention I'm a doctor because they look at me like, no, you're not. Just you, You're wearing like a Disney t-shirt and cargo shorts with flip-flops. What, with socks yeah. and flip-flops? Uh-huh. And like... No, socks and flip-flops. Jeez, you almost got me. Um, no, I don't wear socks and flip-flops. How could your toe get in there? Um, so, yeah, club level's awesome, though. Like, there's snacks. Um, there's light hors d'oeuvres, which we never managed to get because they are only open for, like, two hours here, two hours there. It's kind of weird. It's a lot different than Disneyland club level where they're open, like, the whole time you can go get a drink if you want to. And at Disneyland, the soda was everywhere, but you had to like ask and say the secret password to get the alcohol. Where at Disney World, like the hard liquor is just sitting on the counter. Like you want some Kahlua, just go pour it in. You want some bourbon, just go help yourself. Um, so I don't know how they really monitor that with some certain aged older kids. But uh, so we got upgraded club level, but our room. So it had three windows, which any hotel room, three windows is pretty crazy. We're on a corner. We did not have a full-size balcony. So Beach Club has some rooms that don't have balconies. And so I'm pretty sure somebody that pays the money to book club level would walk into that room and they'd be like, where is my balcony and want to be moved? So they probably just upgrade some but you know, poor slum from standard view and they can put them in this room and they're going to be so thrilled to be club level. They're not going to complain about the lack of balcony. Hence, I did not complain about the lack of balcony. Plus it was 80 degrees out. I'm not going to sit on my balcony and cook in the sun. And our view was of magical express and all the cars dropping off and the luggage service. So there was some noise. Um, so we had a really, really bad view. So I'm pretty confident we're in the room that if they put a club-level person in, they complain and have to move them. So rather than doing that, they upgrade somebody and make it magical. But other than that, Beach Club's great. Um, well, that was great, but 
that was getting off topic there. Sorry. Um, the pool at Beach Club is awesome. It's from Long Bay. It's got a lazy river. It's got the longest slide on property outside of a water park. It has a sand bottom. It has a beach. It is ridiculous. When you go in, only yacht and beach club people can use it. You get a wristband after they scan your magic band. So you can't like pass around your ma- like it's it's pretty secure, but uh, we did enjoy the pool one day. Um, lots of great restaurants there. Michelle and the kids went to Cape May Cafe for breakfast Tuesday morning. Before I got there, met with Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and had some Mickey waffles. And it's pretty nice when that restaurant's just right in your lobby. But Beach Club is great. Um, definitely one of our favorites. See, I'm the guy that would mess with all those people. I would wear socks with sandals and cargo shorts and, and just cut off t-shirt and walk up there like, Hey, y'all doing? I'm a doctor too. It it was kind of funny. So we uh, went, we could still get in the club while we were waiting to go to Magical Express. We had like an hour or so we killed back at the resort. And we're like, like, let's get in the elevator to see if we can still get off on that floor. Because you have to scan your magic band to get to the floor. You can't just hit the number and walk in. Like, they scan you, and our magic band still got us in, and it was kind of funny. Like, right as we were leaving, they're bringing this – when you check in club level, they, like, give you a tour. Like, you don't check in at the counter. They take you up there, and they do everything, you know, specially. And they were bringing this other family in, and they're all wide-eyed and looking around, and Alden's like, hey, Dad, it looks like he wears the same type of outfits as you. Like, the dad had on a T-shirt and cargo shorts. So – Michelle's like, it was late enough in the day. We had like a seven o'clock flight. So Michelle's like, yeah, they probably got upgraded to our room. We probably saw our replacements in the club level. So that's <laughs> it's kind of funny. We well, stuck out like a sore thumb. Another upgrade that you guys got that I thought was really cool is you rope dropped the Hollywood studios and you got the first family. So uh, yes. tell us a little bit about what, what that means. All right. So... We opened the park. That was what that means. Um, so we've done it at Magic Kingdom where we've been the first family up on the train station waving at everybody. Um, we Animal Kingdom, they take the first family on the very first safari ride. We've done that where my kids argued with the safari driver about the colors of zebras um, and other animals. That was interesting. So we have two parks where we haven't done anything like that. Hollywood Studios and Epcot, where they usually don't. It kind of just depends on if somebody, the right guy is working, you know, that wants to go to the extra effort. And uh, so it was our day we checked out. So we checked our luggage at like 6.45 a.m. with the airport people. And then we ran up to the club and uh, got a bunch of uh, breakfast, got some bagels and muffins and stuff, and I got my Diet Coke to fuel me through the day. And then we uh, weren't quite done eating, but we took a bagel for the road, and we walked over to the studios, and uh, we were the first ones at some tap styles. There was maybe two or three other tap styles already taken, so we were there before 8 a.m. The park opened at 9. Um, you know, our kids sat there quietly. They played on their electronics. Michelle and I kind of had some conversations, took pictures. I was planning on taking a picture behind us, every five minutes to show how the crowd fills in because it's like 8 10 one or two people 8 15 10 people behind us 8 25 hundreds that's when but, we get there yeah don't get there 8 25 that's not a rope drop you missed um 
So, but I got interrupted because Ken came over, the the cast member, and asked how our day was going and how our trip been and talked to us for a few minutes. And the kids all answered his questions. And, and he's like, hey, how would you guys like to help me open the park? So, like, yeah, we'd love to. And uh, so we got to go out and meet with Donald and Daisy for a little bit. And we got some pictures from PhotoPass guy. And then uh, we got to say... You know, good morning and welcome to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And then, uh, then it was on. Then the crowd was running towards us, like it was kind of scary almost for a second. And uh, then we turned and took off towards the rope. Uh, we got a fast pass that we could use at any time that day for any attraction. So we got an extra ride on Toy Story. We still ended up on the rope because so many people rope drop Jedi training. Like that, I think half the crowd went to Jedi training, a quarter of the crowd probably headed towards Rockin', and the other quarters towards Toy Story. Pretty crazy how many people went to um, Jedi. But, and it was kind of funny, we finally got in the line of uh, Toy Story, and another person was like, hey, they were the first family, look how far back they are. Yeah, we got, like, swamped by people on the way to Toy Story. So that's that's what it was. It was kind of cool. Good to be in front of the crowd um, looking at them. So, that's, there yeah, you are. And, well, First it's amazing. Family. You guys have done it multiple times at multiple parks. So when, uh, when we say that Michelle is the rope drop queen, that is the title she truly holds. Yeah, you got to get there early and then evidently not look too grumpy. So you have to be what Disney's looking for. And evidently... Um, three kids in the late elementary school is the right, the right demographic. Everybody well, else that beat us there was much older, a lot of older kids, college kids. So, yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about some of the new attractions. Um, we're at the studios, so uh, I know you did Toy Story and everything, but uh, you did get to do the new uh, Star Wars fireworks show. We did. We have not done those. We we've missed them. So. We did the predecessor, Star Wars Fireworks, which were great. I thought were amazing at that time. And then when we went back in November, it was Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Uh, so we missed it then. And so this time we finally got to see them, and I, you feel immersed into this show. That's what I like the best about it. If you're in that main courtyard, like you got the laser blast going over your head. It, like You're surrounded by stuff. Um I didn't feel like you're just watching a show. I felt like you're kind of in it. That was neat. I really liked it. Um, there is a lot of projection, though. Um, the middle of the show, they kind of stop the pyro effects and they're just showing you clips, random faces of characters. And I could see the a average person kind of checking out at that point. But we're not average people. So the kids were excited to identify some people from you know Rebels and Clone Wars and different characters that don't always get all the publicity that the main ones get. So that was kind of cool. Um, the, the pyro at the end was really good as well. So we loved that show. It was great. It was. It was an amazing show. We definitely, uh, we rope dropped that show by getting in line hour. How, how early did you guys get in line? Or kind of, ah. sir, we, were, we were there a how little many, over an hour. We were not quite early enough. We were there just under an hour. So we ended up going right up front, which was too close because where we really wanted to be was full. And then there was a bunch of kids um, having a lightsaber fight 
that gradually grew and grew and got closer and closer to us until I got hit in the head. So, um, yeah, that's the second part of the show today, Derek. But, uh, yeah, it was quite the lightsaber battle. And when, like, a random 12-year-old comes and is attacking three-year-olds, it just becomes a little sketchy. But no one seemed to mind but me and Michelle and our kids. Alden kept kept getting panicked that he was going to get hit. But, oh, yeah, so... My kids would join up, right in, so they're... See, the, yeah, I don't know. When a 12-year-old comes over and starts taking kids out, you probably would have stopped something, though, right? Oh, I would, I would have gotten my own lightsaber and, yeah, you know... See, yeah, I'm about the size of a 12-year-old, so there had been nothing, you know. It'd been no one would have noticed. No, yep. Yeah, so, yeah. We we were not where we wanted to be, partially because of a lightsaber fight, if that makes any sense at all. But that's what happened. So you had to skip Phantasmic to be able to see it? Yeah, did you couldn't see have the, done Phantasmic. Well, did you see what? Couldn't have done it, no. no they're trying. They try, like, right after Phantasmic ends, you just see this, like, massive crowd like kind of just start like butting their way in a little bit right as yeah. the show gets going but there's no way you could get close enough to really get the full effect um we did one night instead of watching illuminations we went and we watched from outside of the park to see what it was like and you know you could see all the pyro but uh when you can't see the projections on on the Chinese theater it just isn't quite as good mm-hmm. but you still have the music and fireworks and John Williams nothing that's good enough nothing for me. better so we still enjoyed watching it from outside the park and then we went and we caught the first boat back um so we were able to get to the club before it, the lounge before it closed to get cookies so it was all about getting to that lounge and grabbing a bunch of cookies before we headed down the hall to the room. Well, let's uh let's talk about some other new attractions that you guys got to do for the first time. Uh, you got to go to the Animal Kingdom and see the long-awaited and overdue long. uh, yes. Rivers of Light that, um, I don't know, has been in production how many years now? So you finally, it's probably what, is this the third month it's been in operation? Uh, it started, no, what was it? It started after you were there. You were there in February, right? Yeah, it started They after. did a cast preview while you were on Yeah, the cruise. weekend I was there, so we just And then they didn't that. do anything for like a week, so mid-February, and it's just now the end of March, so just a month and a half. Okay. Tops. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Um, so we watched it. Our Fast Pass opened at 8.05, right? We showed up at 7.45. To people already in the theater, already sitting down. And then, so at 7.45, we got shown to where we had to cram into seats. Um, the seating does not have very big elevation between row to row. I will say that. So not good for shorter folks when there's not much vertical height in between those rows. Um, just going to say that. But uh, so we sat there for an hour and 15 minutes on a wooden plank. That's fun. Um, kids didn't mind, though. They they got their electronics. They were happy. Um, that's I texted you a lot during that time, I believe. And, you know, to sum it up, when it was over, I think it was Claire that said, is that it? So there's a seven-year-old with total honesty. Just, is, is that it? 
Yeah, I you know I understand the no fireworks because you got animals right there. Mm-hmm. Yet, like you can hear the fireworks from Hollywood Studios, just like a quarter mile away. So it's almost like really you can't you can't just go across the street a little bit and do some fireworks that direction. I mean to time it with the show, like really, because Hollywood Studio fireworks are not that far down the road. You can do something. But uh, there's no songs that are familiar, um, no characters that are familiar. It's all animals and random drum beating. So I think that hindered it for the kids. Like they were looking for something to do with Disney, just an inkling. All they needed was a hint. Like maybe Zootopia, take... Jungle Book, heck, the new Lion King movie is being made oh, right the now. The old Lion King movie, um, Pocahontas. I, I mean, really, the list is there's a list. You, it, Disney has used animals a lot. You couldn't have put bare necessities in that show a little bit. And I understand some people would be like, you don't have to have Disney and everything, but you know what? They tried that at Epcot when it first opened. You know what they did to boost attendance at Epcot because it was failing and going to have to shut its doors? Characters. Thirteen months. So, it was like thirteen months. I found that out the other day. You know what? In thirteen months, we're going to get version two, and it's going to be all Jungle Book and Lion King and what it should have just been the whole time. I actually, yeah, but I read somewhere they're already thinking about you know that the version two of it. And version two. They, they yeah. didn't say thirteen months. Sounds like within the first couple years. You got to pay off the the floats they already made. Yeah, well, you know, you could work most of what they have right into the next show, and like they got boats going around with guys banging on drums. That Alden was like, we're on the bus ride back. He's like, why, why were there people on the boats? Everything else was an animal. And then at the end, they take like a bow, like they were the ones singing, and it was like clear as day they weren't singing. Like, I don't know why they bowed Alden. I can't explain it. They, they they bowed, and people stood up and applauded. We did because we were tired of sitting. So it was neat, though. There's some neat things. The floats light up cool. The lotus flowers open and move around and squirt water. That's cool. Um, but we've seen stuff projected on water at Fantasmic and World of Color for a while now, so that's not like new it's not something we haven't ever seen before so it's different um the theater was packed you can't get in without a dining reservation and a fast pass i mean well it it only has enough seats for about one-fifth of the normal day's attendance at animal kingdom yeah it's like 2500 or something like that it's we walk by the theater it's it's pretty small yeah you compare that to like phantasmic like look at google earth and Fantasmic is massive, and yeah, it's so. If they do ever put a really great show in there, it's gonna stink because it's gonna be really hard to get. Well, think, and they don't need to put a really great show in there because it's planned to a sold out house every night. So, where's the motivation in replacing it? Well, I think it? with Pandora going in and opening here in a in a couple months. That will really pull a lot of that crowd back over to the other side of the park. That's kind of what it sounds like why they had to get Rivers of Light done is because if you would do Pandora first and then Rivers of Light, you're not pulling the crowds over. Now you get the switch it up and you'll be able to get more people enjoying nighttime at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, there's at least something to do then. 
That's pretty. It is a great time to, for Disney World right now. We have a nighttime show. We have five nighttime shows where, you know, a few years ago, Fantasmic didn't even play every night of the week. It used to be like an every other, every third night type of show. Um, then they slowly went to every night of the week. And now to think that we have a nightly show, two nightly shows at Hollywood Studios, a nightly show at Animal Kingdom, and then of course Wishes and Illuminations still at Magic Kingdom and Epcot, it's a great time for nighttime shows at Disney, whether I think it was the best show or not. Hey, the people we talked to on the bus loved it. So I am, like I said, I took a picture of me and Grumpy, um, so, you know. Well, we I'm going to see it when we go down in June. And we are going to do a podcast. Uh, we already talked about like kind of reviewing and ranking all the nighttime shows. So maybe I'll like it more than you. Maybe you never know. They might change it some more by the time uh, June rolls yeah. around anyway. Maybe there's an effect that wasn't working too that would just blow my mind. So sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to it uh, when we see it in June. Uh, finally, uh, on your trip report, I wanted to uh, hit up any of the new restaurants. I know you and Michelle celebrated at one, but uh, what was a couple of the new dining things that you guys got to experience? Well, we did Coral Reef for the first time. We've never done that. Um, I don't think we would have if it wasn't for the sake of research so that she can advise people. It was really good. Um, oh, that was, that was for your dating anniversary. It was. for It was for research, but we could have gone lots of places for, our, what, 17 years of dating or being together Whatever that anniversary, yeah, seventeen years, seventeen years of dating, but we're not, we're not dating anymore. We're married. We're married old You're, people. You never stop dating, Doug. Never that's, stop dating. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's uh, the years. marriage advice we always get. Yep. Um. So we went to Coral Reef. It was really good. Um. I wanted to eat fish in front of fish. I kept joking about that. The kids thought that was hilarious whenever I'd say it. So you have I, a very I, sick and dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's a bunch of mango and cashews stuff on the menu. So I couldn't get the fish dish that I wanted. So I ended up getting a steak um, because I did not want to die of anaphylactic shock. So it was like we could prepare it without the mango. But, like, the entire sauce on the fish is mango-based. So that would just be a piece of fish. So sometimes, yeah, they're willing to work with your allergy. But sometimes it's better just to get something else because if it's not prepared the way the chef intended it's not always good i've found out so um coral reef was really good alden liked his steak that he got um so the kids menu had a steak on it um the girls of course love their mac and cheese which is not just craft mac and cheese by the way it was actual mac and cheese um bread service really wasn't anything to write home about but it was good it was bread and there was butter and there was salt um, other place we ate at Tepan Indo, or Tepan Ito, I, I always say it wrong, but in Japan, so we used some chopsticks, um, yeah, had a little volcano with onions, that place is always fun, we've eaten there before, um, kids ate it with Cape May, we mentioned that, other than that, it was a lot of counter service, we had Pizza Rizzo's again, um, just to make sure we were, it was good, it, you know, it's, Disney pizza, but you get to eat at the wedding reception. So Claire danced a little on the dance floor. They keep the dance floor open. It's table free. So go up there and dance. Oh, good tip. Yeah. Um, if you need to dance. 
I don't know. I think that we ate a lot of snacks. Um, I finally had a cream cheese pretzel at Disney. That's been on my Disney. That sounds snack gross. List. It was awesome. It was great, Derek. I'm gonna. I'll force feed you one or something. It was wonderful. So, I think that sums up the food. Nothing real groundbreaking. Um, but yeah, we had a had a great trip. Well, I'm glad you guys had a wonderful trip. You're going back in a month for some run Disney, so you don't you don't yeah. get to be away too long. Got our magical express tags today. Oh, so. the countdown yeah. is on. Yeah, just when you get back, it's time to go again. Well, I know uh, the one the one thing we wanted to talk about in today's show, kind of when you text me back and forth, both on either of our trips, we kind of have some. Uh, we kind of get some frustrations. You can kind of tell the uh, first-time Disney people from the regulars. And uh, so we like to joke around about that. So we thought uh, here at the end of today's show, we'll just share a couple. I don't know. You want to call it like what not to do or, you know, yeah. hey, you know, be Don't a, be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. That was what we were calling it. Don't be that guy. So uh, Doug is kind of lo- – I love when we text this stuff back and forth when we're at the parks. But what's one of your uh, don't be that guys? All right, so this is the most basic don't be that guy one. It's uh, don't stop in the middle of the path. When everybody's walking one direction, don't just stop because people will run into the back of you and then people run into the back of them. So, you know, if you have to stop to talk to your party to figure something out, move over to the side. It's just like driving a car. Pull over. There's lots of benches and areas to stop. So that's that's the first one to don't do that. No, it's always the ones that are like looking around. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Which, and, I, uh, soak it in, yes. Yes. Soak it in. Uh, and I know when but we get to Pandora, I'm going to run into some people. I'm kind of glad we're oh. not going to have strollers when we're at Pandora because, uh, yeah, you, everyone's looking around. Nope, I, I get that one. Uh, mine is line jumping. And also, my other one with that is the single rider line, I believe, should just be for single riders. When you have, like, a full family getting in the single rider line, that one bugs me a little bit. And then they all try to ride together, too. Yeah, when we're a family of five, so we get that single rider all the time, right? And you always, like, we feel a little bit guilty when, like, they separate the mother from their son sort of thing. And, the, the you know, because the whole family went through single rider and it was kind of funny. We did standby on Rock and Roller Coaster, and the single riders, we saw them get in line. We were paying attention to who got in line at the same time. It took them longer to get on Rock and Roller Coaster than us through standby. But Alden, he is a big Steph Curry fan, and he got another kid about the exact same age put with him. He wanted to be the single rider with our group, get the single rider. Like, whatever, dude. And uh, normally it's me, but he did it. And the kid they got put with him had a LeBron James jersey on. So he kept looking like, ugh, LeBron James. And then uh, as a family, we usually try to decide what to do with our hands or something for the picture or, we, you know, something like that. So Alden tried to explain to this kid that we were all going to put up, like, number one type of thing. Like, we're number one, just simple. And that kid was so confused. He's like, what are you talking about? There's a picture? So, <laughs> there's a picture yeah, yeah actually yeah. there's another thing there there are pictures you're you're constantly getting barrage with photos speaking of pictures i don't like when people are taking like flash photography 
uh, on the rides, like on a, like we were on Haunted Mansion or even in Pirates, and you just like you see the flashes going, kind of takes mm-hmm. you out of the ride a little. I saw it on Soren, and I was like, "Why one. are you oh, taking a picture of a screen?" Uh, so if it oh, says no flash photography, uh, yep, don't don't take pictures. You got a couple piggybacks on that. iPad videography should not be a thing. Um, trust me, if you're filming an attraction or a fireworks show. Unless you are like doing something with that semi-professionally, um, there's better versions than what you're gonna have on YouTube. Already just online. Just go to yep. YouTube and watch it. You don't need your own. Um, you know, just go to YouTube. The the other picture thing that don't be that guy or that family is when somebody's getting their picture taken by a photo pass person. Don't go stand right next to them. We don't need your backside in our family picture after we waited in line for the photo pass person. And, you know, so many people try to get their picture in the same spot as the photo pass people are already using. Just get in the photo pass line, hand them your camera, and then you'll all be in the picture. You don't need to cram in next to them and ruin other people's pictures. So use the photo pass people. Don't bombard the area. That's that's a good one. I, I agree. That was actually on next that, on my list. That was driving Michelle nuts the last day, trying to get a good picture of the Magic Kingdom. Like, there was a dude, like, in our picture, like, just standing there. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'll go to my next one. Uh, we're a stroller family, so we get kind of the stroller etiquette, but there's other people that just, like, dump the strollers. If it says no stroller parking, know that Disney cast members are going to move it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love that, actually. Like, they come out of the attraction. They had no idea what happened to their stroller. They get in a panic. It's great. I like watching that. When oh, we, we've done that a few times because they'll even move them. Like uh, at the studios, they keep kind of pushing them all forward mm-hmm. in that yep. uh, in the Bay Area, and so we can never find our stroller. Yeah, it's a mystery. Um, I think I think even, they just just keep playing keep music. They, I think they. I do. I should put a fob on. I think they just like yeah. to mess with parents. Because you have like I, Disney Junior and Ariel and Star Wars right there, so they're like, yeah. yeah, let's let's make this even more psychotic for the the parents with toddlers. I think that's a perfect idea. That's why you see so many balloons attached to strollers. Mm-hmm. It's not because the kid bought a balloon and they didn't know what to do with it. It's because that parent wants to find the stroller, uh, which is a good thing. So my next thing, like, don't be that family. Um, we were walking back to the beach club, and they have. An awesome water slide it has a big rock work that supports it and you go underneath the water slide on the main sidewalk there there was kids climbing up the rocks like way up like they had to go through the bushes to get to the rocks and the parents are just standing down there drinking their beverage having a conversation while their kids are like way up there and finally one parent's like hey johnny i maybe don't go that high it wasn't get the heck down it was maybe don't go that high if he went any higher he'd fall into the water slide like it's supporting the water slide pretty sure you're not supposed to be up there so that's why we can't have nice things at disney world that's that's why we have to see so many signs that say do not climb that ruined my pictures it's obvious you weren't supposed to go to those rocks let alone there's always that person who would rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission oh yeah, that's why we can't have nice things right there. Oh, that that is a good one. Mine, uh, I know, being vertically challenged, uh, I always seem to get where 
Uh, I do. I put my kids on my shoulders because if I put a kid on my shoulder, my kids are now at Which about the average height of about five foot seven. Uh, but like, smaller than me. So. We, we always get <laughs> like we had this on our last trip. It was driving both my kids nuts. Is like we had a wall of people that were six foot five with their kids on their shoulders. So now they're like seven foot two. Yeah. And it's just it's like this wall. You can't even see the stage. And, and we weren't even that far back. It was just, it was kind of amazing uh, how tall people were. And it was like, we're trying to bob and weave and getting around. So just, if you're really tall, that's awesome. Just know that there are some short people behind you. Maybe uh, just hold your kid in your arms, not on your shoulders. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a fan of the, uh, the kids on shoulders because I remember at Disneyland, we had a great place for the fireworks and, I was like, this view is really going to work out good. And Michelle just kind of looks at me like, why did you say that out loud? And then sure enough, as soon as it started, it was like, bloop. All these kids just shot up. So <laughs> It is. If you, they do have fireworks. Group. I noticed like, that at, at Wishes. Uh, all of a sudden, the first firework goes up, and you just see a dozen kids go on the shoulders. Like, I can't say anything because I'm one of them, but uh, it, it does happen. You know what? You're one of the shorter one of them. Um and your kids aren't big either. But there was the one kid one time, like, the kid didn't even want to be up there. They kept wanting to get down. And, you know, mom and dad are like, no, you sit up there and you watch these fireworks. Like, okay, first of all, you're yelling at your kid about watching fireworks. The kid's not watching anything. They're crying. And all that is is distracting us. Because now I'm just watching you yell at your child who's crying about watching fireworks. Because the kid was scared to death of the fireworks. And they kept them up there the whole show. It's like, oh my gosh, the kids traumatized. They're never gonna want to watch fireworks when they're older. Way to go, way to go. So, what do you, what's your next one, Derek? I'll let you. Do you have another? Um, I do. Uh, try and look at my list real quick. I know I have one for the Disney Cruise Line, where people oh, go from uh the third floor to the fourth floor on the elevator to go just meet oh. a character. That drove me when the steps are just uh, right there. And, and you're talking about able-bodied people. Right? Yeah, able. No, because they if they if run to the elevator if, and then if, run back out of yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and I saw that yeah. many times. Yeah, if if you need to take the elevator, by all means. But like the steps but, are right there. Yeah, the the steps are so much faster. Yeah, too. if if you're yeah. in that like, because I watched a couple kids. It's like, oh my gosh, we just got done meeting this character, and then Mickey's always you know up in the fourth floor main main area. Sprint elevator. Wait awkwardly. Get on the elevator. Get up and sprint. I'm like, I I beat you. Yeah. Um. Along that same lines. Um. Cruise line and at resorts. I would say there's plenty of towels offered by Disney at the the pools. At least make an effort to dry off a little bit before you go leave a puddle in the elevator because I may not want to stand in your puddle later. So. There's towels at all the pools, cruise line, deluxe resorts, moderate resorts. Um, just dry off. Just attempt. Just humor me and try to dry off a little bit, right? We um, stood in one pretty massive puddle in the elevator on this trip. And it was one of those times where we really didn't want our shoes to be wet and squeak all the way through the lobby as we left. So there you go. That's a good one. Do you have any more? I think I'm all out. There, there was something you mentioned earlier, but I can't remember it. 
right off the top of my head. I know, I know we it talked come, we talked about coolers, people who bring massive coolers in. Dragging the coolers around, yeah. I don't know how they do it. and It's easy for people not to see it and trip. That's the big thing. Disney actually says they don't allow rolling coolers, but we saw quite a few on our trip. Uh, yeah. You know, the people with maps open, like, they get there and they walk to the hub and they open their map and like decide where should we go. Yeah, don't be that guy. Make a plan. They, they have an app for that. Yeah, they do. I, you know, we didn't even open a map, um, the entire trip. We did open the times guide a couple times because it's just easier, um, sometimes in the app because you're, you know, paper is still wonderful. But uh, yeah, that's. Don't be that guy on a lot of things, um, especially the families just stopping in the middle of the road. And, yeah. Oh. That, that is the worst one you, you oh, get run into, run into people. And, and the line jumpers, you know, and there's lots of different variations of the line jumping you mentioned earlier, and that just drives me bananas. And sometimes, you know, there's like a whole family that goes past you like, oh, we're catching up, we're catching up. And you watch them and like – I never see them catch up with anybody. Yeah. You know, I watch them go through a whole line, and I'm not sure that they're actually catching up with anybody. And if there's somebody is that far ahead, maybe they should have waited for them at the entrance instead of saying they're catching up. I, I was always that parent. I had to line jump because I always had to take one of my kids to the bathroom. And I, when I and as I'm line jumping, I'm like, sorry, I had to take my kid to the bathroom. Sorry, I had to take my kid yep. to the bathroom. Over and over. Family's right? up there. Yep, she and, had And to pee. 95% of them just laughed hysterically. Yeah, like most parents have been there, right? You get to the front of the line, basically, and it's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then you're just like, oh, great. And yeah, that's that's different. But I announced that like like a loudspeaker. That's when you put your kid on your shoulders and you're like, they have to pee. Well, that's brave right there on your shoulders. Good I point. try to hold them sideways. So just go that way. My kids are all bigger now. They it's like, Oh yeah, you run. You're not putting Move. them on your shoulders anytime. soon. No, not anymore. They're, they're going to pass me in height soon. Ooh, so. they can put you. It's like back on the shoulders. Maybe it'll be nice. They'll have to carry me around in a couple years at Disney anyway. So yeah, that's why, that's why you had the third one. There we go. Makes sense. Is it? I don't know. We had a third one because my wife wanted a third one. That's how that worked. (laughs) Well, that is a a few of our Disney what not to do's. It's, it's one of those things that Doug and I, we have, we have so many more than that. I'm sure that we just randomly text each other when we're at the park. We should go back through some of those texts and, and get, Oh yeah. That's where that kind of comes from. Oh, one of the other ones is, um, vaping is smoking. You need to do it in a smoking section. Mm. There we go. Don't like it's an asthmatic trigger, and as a parent and an asthmatic, please follow the rules. There you go. That's a PSA. That's good. Vaping is yeah. I don't need to breathe your formaldehyde. Thank you. There we go. That's no. That's a good one. No, I agree with that. So uh, no, my only other funny one is uh, is you know cell phones. Like especially with teenagers, you see their like heads and you know enjoy it. Look around, you know, don't let yourself uh-huh. run into you. I saw a, a teenager drop their phone into Tom Sawyer Island. Ooh! So uh, they're on it and just, oh. and I'm like, yeah, should have been paying attention to your surroundings. 
that's gone. It's so just always, gone. Just always, like uh, always kind of a pet peeve of mine when I just see people staring at their phone, unless they're looking at wait times or the app, you know, enjoy it a or little bit. Or following Rope Drop Radio on Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm on my phone, if you see me on my phone, 98% of the time I'm either texting you or yeah. uploading a picture or video to Facebook or Twitter. Yep. That that's basically all I did with my phone on the trip. I it was kind of funny because some the the news broke about the Pandora fast passes and Michelle's like, "Hey, did you see the information about the fast passes?" No. Well, what have you been doing on your phone? I don't know. Uh, texting Derek. <laughs> it's just like Michelle thought I was just on Twitter twittering, but no. Usually when I was on Twitter, I was just posting. So it's kind of it's kind of different. I do check out a little bit on the social media when we travel. Um, well, that's, why, people that's why I have the opposite. Apple Watch. It's so much easier to text you. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's right there. Look at that. And it's Mickey Mouse telling me what you what you said, too. He's he's right there looking at me, tapping his foot. Oh, man, we are like twins because I have Mickey Mouse on mine as well. Yeah, Michelle has many on hers. So I haven't gotten my wife one yet, so sometime. Yeah. Sometime, sometime. All right, well, that is all the time that we have for today's show. Thank you for listening to Doug's trip report from this uh, last week. He'll be posting some more pictures uh, from the Flower and Garden, from Beach Club, some of the new attractions that he got to do. And, of course, if there is any kind of what not to do at the Disney Park, we're going to throw that question up there on Facebook and Twitter this week. So give us some of yours that you like. Uh, that maybe we didn't mention. Um, everyone's got their own kind of maybe little knickknack or pet peeve that kind of can bug them a bit at the park. So uh, we want to hear from you. It's always a fun conversation. Maybe next week we'll even discuss uh, a few of them that you guys brought up um, uh, in in our uh, social media. So thank you so much for listening. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, email us, And, of course, if you are planning a summer trip because sales are going on right now, we would love to put you in touch with Michelle McKnight, the Rope Drop Queen herself. And thank you for listening. This has been Rope Drop Radio.